Hello and welcome to this episode of Barnards on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hey, it's me, Emilio. Yes, it is. And on this installment of the podcast, we're going to be continuing our series where we explore the best lineups that one could put together of NBA players based on where they played in college. In this episode, we're going to be focusing on players who played at Georgia Tech and at Texas. As we do on each of these episodes, we break it down position by position. We start with center, then power forward, small forward, shooting guard, and finally point guard. Without further ado, let's jump right into it and talk about Georgia Tech. We'll start at center. Emilio, who you got? Well, I got um, Chris Bosh. I thought this was a pretty easy call. Yeah, Chris Bosh. I mean, tell me, tell me a little bit more about him. I mean, this guy's just a great player. I mean, 11-time All-Star. I mean, he won two championships with those Heat teams with LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Yeah, I mean, great player. Phenomenal player. I mean, his career unfortunately cut short by some uh, blood clotting issues, I believe, uh, that you know, uh, ended his career early. But prior to that, I mean, like you said, an 11-time All-Star. I mean, the guy played 13 years in the league and was an All-Star in 11 of them. Really, I mean, that, that speaks for itself. But a really productive NBA player, uh, you know, double-double type of threat every night. But, I mean, a guy who, you know, scored 20 points a game in, in his uh, in his best days. I mean, a, a bit above that even during his time in uh, Toronto. I think pretty clearly the uh, the center on uh, on this Georgia Tech team. Would you say he's the best Georgia Tech player ever? Uh, yeah, I do. I think he's the best Georgia Tech player ever. Yeah, I think I would agree. I mean, he played the most minutes of any Georgia Tech player ever, despite having had his career end as early as it did. So I think he's uh, he's probably number one. A lot more positions to fill out, though. So let's uh, let's get into the power forward. Who you got there? I got Derek Favors. Yeah, tell me a little bit about uh, about Derek Favors. We got um, he was a high draft pick back uh, back in two thousand ten, number three overall. Um, not quite the career of Chris Bosh, but tell tell me a little bit about him. Yeah, I mean he's a good player. I mean he's on the play on the Pelicans. Jazz. jazz for most of his career. Yes, yeah. Jazz. For he's currently on the Pelicans, still in the league. I mean. Yeah, he's a decent player. I mean, yeah, he still has quite a bit of uh, uh, NBA career in front of him potentially. Yes. I mean, he's only 28 years old now. Famously involved in the uh, the trade that sent Darren Williams to the Nets from the Jazz. Uh, he was taken with the uh, number three overall pick and, and included in that deal. So played played a little bit with the Nets before uh, moving to Utah, and had been with Utah for most of his career, uh, pretty much all his career prior to this past season where he moved to the Pelicans. I think a player from whom maybe a little bit more was expected based on his physical profile and his draft position and, you know, his standing as a prospect, but a, a, a useful NBA player to be sure. I mean, a guy who, you know, might be more of a, a bench guy at, at this at this point, maybe a little less than people uh, shot yeah, for initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's actually the Pelican starting center on their team currently. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, these things uh, change around sometimes depending on who's available and stuff like that. I mean, uh, you, you know, how you want to uh, structure – uh, rotations and uh, things along those lines. But that, that's an interesting call at power forward. I actually went a different direction. I took Thaddeus Young at, uh, at power forward. One of the um, players who's played the longest of anyone who went to Georgia Tech, a uh, guy who came out of, uh, came out of, out of, um, out of high school into the NBA and, uh, and has just been playing for a ridiculous amount of time. I mean, he's, he's 31, but I mean, this guy's got, I think uh, 12, 13 years in the league. Already. Yeah, I mean, he actually averaged for his whole career so far 13.2 points per game. And he's averaged like over 10 points per game, like every year except for one. 
Yeah, and a really stout defender too, a guy who yeah. you can count on to play um, most years. I mean, he, it's got you know a couple of injury marred seasons, but nothing too drastic. And um, yeah, I mean, re- really solid player. I mean, for for a long time. And when when you look at the uh, the stats he's compiled across the years, they, they add up. I mean, he's uh, he, I think he's a good choice. I think Derek Favors is a fair choice too, but I think uh, Thaddeus Young, a little bit more track record, a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, just a little, a little Actually, more. Actually, I'm having my um, small forward. Oh, great! So that's a, the perfect way to transition into that. So, um, yeah, you had uh, you had Thaddeus Young there. I think that that's that's reasonable. I think of him more as a power forward. But I mean, he he has played power forward his whole career. But I th- I still think he can play that. Sorry. Yeah, I think I think there's there's at least a, a reasonable chance of that. I mean, he certainly defends uh, wing players. You know, yeah, t- he's top six wing eight, players. I mean. Yeah, he's got that kind of size. I definitely agree. And he's, yeah, I mean, like I said, he's been defending wing players, uh, you know, threes for a lot of his career. So I can see that. I went with, um, at, at small forward, since we're transitioning there, I went with Dennis Scott, um, 3D himself. This yeah. guy, um, part of those Magic teams, most famously. Yeah. with great three-point shooter. Great three-point shooter for his day, definitely. And added uh, a dimension to those Magic teams that was really important at the time. Yeah. Um, shot shot a really really high volume of threes for his day. I mean, yes. ma- maxing out at uh, you know seven point seven three pointers attempted per game in in ninety five ninety six at, at his peak. That's a lot of three pointers for that time in NBA's history. And like I said, provided a really valuable um, role on, on on those Magic. Teams. Yeah, once he left the Magic, he wasn't as good. I mean, played on a bunch of teams down the end. He only played in the league for like nine years. He, he bounced around a, a bit, I mean, towards the end of his career, that's that's for sure. I mean, he was kind of in a perfect situation on those Magic teams, but I feel like it provided enough value during that time to uh, warrant a spot on this squad for me. Mm-hmm. How about at shooting guard? Which way did you go there? I went with Dennis Scott there. Oh, you took Dennis Scott at, at shooting guard. So we're, you're, uh, you're you're chasing me down the uh, down the lineup here by, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of bumping these guys down a spot. Anything else you want to say about Dennis Scott, or was it all right there? I mean, I agree there weren't amazing options at shooting guard for Georgia Tech. Yeah, there's nothing really I want to say about Dennis Scott. I mean, yeah, good player. I mean, yeah, I don't have that much to say about him. Definitely a good player. I mean, a guy who's gone on to be an NBA analyst on NBA TV has uh, really extended his uh, his visibility um, in that role. But I I think, uh, yeah, solid choice for this team for sure. At uh, the two, I went with him on Shumpert, and he's, I don't think he's on the level necessarily of the other guys we've been talking about here. Maybe maybe not too far away from Dennis Scott, but Iman Shumpert, a really quality defensive player. Yeah, he um, helped that Cavs team win the title. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he's, he's played some valuable roles in his career, to be sure. Still only 29, even though it feels like he's been in the league for a really long time at this point. And, I mean, who knows how, how much longer he'll actually play. His value really not reflected in the uh, traditional box score stats, more of a guy you needed to watch and understand what a big-time defender and pest he could be on, uh, on wing players. And I think a reasonable uh, player on uh, on an actual NBA team. You, you, yeah, you Shump. Yeah, you, you, yeah, exactly, <laughs> Shump, um, as, as everybody knows him. <laughs> Uh, so someone who, who you'd be happy to have on your squad. Certainly, uh, you know, you'd be glad to throw him on on a wing to have, have him as an option. Yeah, uh, I actually do feel like he's more of a backup. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I just think the shooting guard options, like the true shooting guards on this team are pretty limited. And I think he's more of a true shooting guard than anyone else I would have considered. Yeah. How about at point guard? Now, Georgia Tech, notoriously deep in point guard talent over the years. Which of their storied point guards did you pick? I actually thought it was pretty easy one. I went with Mark Price. Tell me a little about Mark Price. We were just watching a video of some highlights of him prior to uh, recording. What, what do you think about this guy? I was actually surprised that he wasn't in the Hall of Fame. I thought he was. And, um, yeah, we watched the final. Like, really nasty. I mean, dribble moves, finishes, nickname OK Kid. Yeah, because he's from uh, Oklahoma. Really slick player. I mean, I think the reason he's not in the Hall of Fame is just the duration of his career. I mean, the guy was a four-time All-Star, but only played, what, 11 seasons in the league, and um, some of them abbreviated due to injuries. I mean, several of like them. three of them at the end. Yeah, right. I mean, he, he had some some short seasons at the end of his career, but also had a 16-game season. His throws appendage for his whole career was 90. 90%. An, an incredible shooter. I mean, a guy who shot 40% for his career from three was a, like, like you mentioned, a really uh, creative finisher as well. So his, uh, his percent, his field goal percentage near the basket, also pretty high. And like you said, 90% from the line for his career. I mean, across a lot of attempts. And I mean, you know, you look at his assist numbers as well. I mean, this guy got up into double digit assists during yeah, his also career. He was the, he was, the um, he was a second round pick. Uh, second round pick, yeah, that's right. Uh, so first first pick of the second round back when uh, the draft was only uh, there were only twenty four teams in the draft, twenty four picks in each round. Yeah, he really paid that off. That's for sure. I mean, a really valuable member of the Cavs for uh, for a while there, including uh, you know leading one of those Cavs teams with uh, with Brad Doherty and Larry Nance to the conference finals against the Bulls. Yeah. Okay, but we can't end this. Uh, well, we need to continue this segment by talking about some more of these Georgia Tech uh, point guards because this this is a really deep uh, deep position group. Like Stephen Marbury. Yeah, Stephon Marbury, um, longtime NBA player before uh, moving to uh, to China to continue his career at a pretty young age, but he came into the league so early as a 19 year old and was productive right out of the gate that he he managed to play a long time in the NBA despite leaving at uh, at age 31. He was a force when he came into the league. I mean, I, I remember him and, uh, and, and Kevin Garnett pairing up. And, I mean, there was uh, definitely a, a feeling that the two of them could uh, could partner on really successful teams for uh, for a while there. Ended up that he didn't stay with, uh, with the Timberwolves for all that long. I mean, he moved down to the Nets and, and then the Suns and the Knicks after that. Bounced around a little bit, but was a really, really strong player. He was actually my choice at, at point guard. Uh, two-time All-Star. What? I thought you were one with Mark Price. I really like Mark Price. It's just Stephon Marbury played a lot more than Mark Price, and and uh, ultimately I couldn't uh, couldn't look past that. Other point guards who uh, who who we were thinking about at, uh, at at Georgia Tech. Yeah, Kenny Anderson. Kenny Anderson. Uh, Mr. Chibs. Uh, <laughs> Nickname Mr. Chibs. We we thank you, uh, Basketball Reference, uh, hooking us up with that info. Kenny Anderson from uh, from Queens, Left Rack City, uh, right near where I'm from. Hometown guy and uh, someone who played at a really high level in, in the NBA for at least a little bit. Uh, he was on the Nets, uh, teaming up with uh, with Derek Coleman when I was growing up in New York. Remember the uh, the promise that those guys had at that time, and I mean, didn't really pay that off ultimately. I ended up moving on from the Nets uh, before too long. I mean, got got four uh, four years or four and a half years in with the Nets before uh, uh, getting dealt out of town, but ended up having a pretty long career. 
you know, useful player. I mean, I don't think he's quite at the level uh, peak value of uh, of Mark Price or or the you know sort of career value of Stefan Marbury, but someone who definitely bears mentioning here. So let's run down uh, let's run down your starting five for Georgia Tech, and then we can uh, wrap this up by talking about anyone else who we want to mention who went to Georgia Tech. Yeah, so I did center Chris Bosch, power forward Derek Favors, small forward Thaddeus Young, um, shooting guard Dennis Scott, and point guard Mark Price. All right, great. Yeah, was there anyone else who jumped out at you who you wanted to discuss from uh, George from uh, Georgia Tech? Uh, they've got thirty nine players uh, who have made the NBA from Georgia Tech. Jared Jack. Yeah, what can, what can you say about uh, Jared Jack? I mean, he was. Um, Kind of on the on the fringes of, uh, of of the NBA, I think trying to get back into the league up until uh, pretty recently. Quality guard, kind of a backup type for uh, for quite a few years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of uh, continued that that strong tradition of uh, of point guard play from uh, from Georgia Tech. Played some two as well during his career. Anyone else who you uh, who, you, who you wanted to mention? I wanted to mention one of my um, faves, um, Josh Kogi. Josh Akogi, yes, you might have mentioned him to me a few times in the past. What uh, what do you think about Josh Akogi? I don't know why. I just I just really like his la- his last name, Akogi. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's that's it's as simple as that. It's just like it's fun to say uh, it's fun to say a player's name, and uh, that that's enough to do it. A uh, Georgia Tech guy I like um, uh, liked over the years, uh, Anthony Morrow. Dead eye three point shooter never really could do too much more than that and kind of fell out of the league after a long period of time um, because of that. But um, a guy I was always attracted to liked uh, picking him up in video games as a three point bomber and always thought he could be useful on a uh, on a quality team. Some other names from uh, from Georgia Tech over the years, uh, guys who played a lot of minutes there. Uh, Matt Harpring, I remember him with uh, with the Jazz, uh, kind of a useful rotation, sometimes starter, a guy who could shoot it a little bit. At the uh, at the three, John Sally, a, a really athletic uh, big man contributor for uh, championship Pistons teams in the early nineties. Glenn Rice Jr. Glenn Rice Jr., who was the, the son of Glenn Rice, so he, <laughs> he's, yeah, no, definitely, he's got that going for him. Uh, Still, he, um, he wasn't that good. Right, right. No, Glenn Glenn Rice Jr. didn't really uh, didn't didn't have a particularly notable NBA career. Any thoughts on uh, Brooks Step? Now, this guy, he hasn't played since uh, since 88, 89, but the three-point shooting he displayed that year, really impressive. Five for nine. <laughs> Actually, two of the Barry brothers um, went to um, George Deck. You're right. Yeah, Drew Barry and John Barry. John Barry, who had a pretty long NBA career as a rotation guy, played a little bit for my Pistons, but really around the league. Other guys who kind of fit that bill, uh, Travis Best, quality backup guard, point guard for uh, for a number of years. Um, Matt Geiger, a big man who contributed yes. on, on, uh, on, on several teams. Will Bynum. Will Bynum, who was a decent, like, small backup point guard, but a guy who wouldn't kill you if you had him as your uh, third point guard. Any thoughts on uh, on like Ivano Newbill? I, I've been pretty interested in this guy for uh, for some time. Yeah, a- a- anything? Can I actually see his stats? Yeah, I mean Ivano Newbill, um, guy who played a couple years in the league, one of the only Ivanos I've ever heard of. You think there any there is any other Ivanos that played in the league? No, I think it's extremely unlikely there's any other Ivanos. Yeah. Before we wrap this up, I did want to mention. Um, 
Uh, yeah, Craig Neal, uh, known as Noodles, ended up uh, coaching a bunch of uh, bunch, bunch of college ball. Glover. Deion Glover, another uh, another player who um, went to Georgia Tech, and his last name is Glover, and his first name is Dion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Fred Vinson, who uh, didn't play much in the NBA, but has gone on to a really successful career as a shooting uh, specialist, a coach, a guy who really uh, is, is credited with having improved like Brandon Ingram's three-point shot. Uh, he's been working with uh, with Pelicans players, and I, I know he's had a big impact uh, as a coach, if, if not as a player. I wanted to also mention uh, Ghani Lawal. Now, this guy played two minutes, and he got one foul. Any thoughts? Thomas Dwight got him recently. Yeah, well, he's uh, he's is the kind of player you can really uh, you can really dream on. All right, so uh, any, anything else you want to uh, you want to say about Georgia Tech before we move on to uh, to the next segment? Not really. I mean, that's probably it for now. So we'll uh, we'll be back in uh, in just a moment with um, we'll be talking about uh, about the Texas uh, Texas picks, and we're back to uh, discuss uh, the picks for uh, the best NBA players who played at Texas. The, the lineup of uh, those guys. So let's get right into it, Mills. Who do you have at uh, center for Texas? I got Miles Turner. Yeah, tell me a little bit about Miles Turner. I had him as well. Um, he was a couple years ago. He was the block champion. Pretty impressive. He averaged um, two point seven blocks a game. Oh boy! Yeah, major shot blocker, major rim protector. Also a three point shooter. Gets up a lot of shots from out there at a decent percentage. And uh, I, I mean, early in his career too. I mean, he's only twenty three years old right now. Um, Lottery pick from uh, from a few years ago. I think he has a lot of potential, a lot of room to improve. And um, yeah, the, uh, the the centers at uh, at, at Texas thirty eight three point percent. Yeah, thirty eight percent three point shooter. You're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I mean he, he's he's gotten up to that mark in the in the past. Uh, last season he shot thirty eight point eight percent from uh, from three. Yeah. He has that in his game. So I mean that that is a really dangerous threat. And I think thirty five for his career. 35 for his career. I think he's really made uh, playing with uh, Demata Sabonis uh, work really well. Demata's able to you know play more inside as a as a, as a five on offense, and uh, Miles Turner able to do that on on defense. Uh, we're just talking about his rim protection skills. So I think he's a really strong pick here. We can get into some other uh, other center uh, possibilities as we get uh, get further into this, and there are a couple other guys who are worthy of discussion. But yeah. let's uh, let's go back to uh, uh, power forward for Texas. This one I thought was pretty easy. Um, I went on with uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, pretty easy call. I, I agree. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge uh, drafted in two thousand six, and has pretty much been putting up numbers uh, ever since. Yeah, I mean, um, Blazers, Spurs. I mean, it's got the turnaround jumper, and like that spot. Yeah, he's, I mean, really, really consistent uh, with some of his moves and is able to get to his spots at his size. He's 6'11", 260, uh, seven-time All-Star. I mean, really, it's pretty good. I mean, I I don't know that I necessarily always think of uh, LaMarcus Aldridge as a guy who's been to the All-Star game that many times, but, I mean, he's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, pretty pretty hard to deny uh, as as a Hall of Famer at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, he was drafted by the Bulls, actually, and then he um, traded on draft night to the Blazers. That's right. And, uh, yeah, it worked out extremely well for the Blazers. I mean, he oh, yeah. and, uh, yeah, I mean, had, had a lot of success there. I mean, a four-time with all-star with the with, with the Blazers, yeah, playing with Dame for some of that time. And, uh, you know, it's been now good for the Spurs for uh, for a number of years too. So Yeah, he's like a three-time all-star with the Spurs. 
Yeah, really hard, hard to argue. So uh, I, I agree with you at uh, Power Forward. We're in lockstep on the first two. Now this uh, this third one, uh, small forward on Texas. I know this is going to be a little more controversial. It's actually going to be like the least controversial of them all. Kevin Durant, KD. Yeah, KD. Now I've heard of him. He's like he's pretty good, right? Yes. Um, he's a ten-time All-Star, two-time NBA champ, four-time scoring champ, two-time All-Star game MVP, regular season MVP, Rookie of the Year, two-time Finals MVP, nine-time All-NBA. Yeah, one of the best players of all time. I mean, like you know, put it as simply as that, right? I mean, yeah, ten-time All-Star. You're a ten-time All-Star and a four-time scoring champ and all those things. You're one of the best players of all time. And you're thirty, right? I mean, like he still has a lot more time to add to those numbers. Just an absolutely impossible player to defend. Can shoot from yeah. anywhere on the court. Uh, can can drive the ball. Can uh, and is tall enough that uh, he can get a and shot off anybody. And eighty-eight um, free throw percentage. Yeah, one of these guys who just shoots well from everywhere. Shoots exceptionally well from everywhere. Whether it's three-point line, the free throw line, the mid-range jumper, whatever it is, he can he can get it in. I mean, this guy's averaging. 27 points per game for his career. Almost 850 games of uh, regular season ball and obviously really good numbers, really good performance in the playoffs as well. I mean, like you said, two-time finals MVP. Two-time NBA champion, so there's only two chances. Right. Uh, he's, he's been uh, – he's had an incredible career. Very, very easy call at the at the small forward. Yeah. How about at the two? I got um, Avery Bradley. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I had as well. We're uh, we're we're totally matching through uh, through our first four positions here. Tell me a little bit about uh, about Avery Bradley. Um, Superman, right? That's one of his uh, Spider Man. Spider Man. <laughs> one of his nicknames. <laughs> yeah, you're probably thinking of uh, Shaq. They look pretty similar. Yeah, really, <laughs> they do. Um, yeah, Poison. Um, yeah, this guy's a good three point shooter. Been a good three-point shooter. I think a really good defender. Uh, was part of some good teams with the Celtics. Uh, really, kind of playing that uh, that lockdown wing defensive role, at least on at least on twos. Guys who are similar to his size and and um, yeah, uh, help the Lakers too. be good. Yeah, help the Lakers be good this year. I mean, as a contributor on uh, on the Lakers, um, not coming back for the uh, for the restart, uh, which will uh, be an interesting wrinkle for the uh, for the Lakers to to work through. But I agree with you. I mean, we were talking about it before uh, the record. Not a ton of uh, Texas of older Texas players. A, a lot yeah. of the players who have uh, played for Texas in the NBA. But there is one Hall of Famer. There's one Hall of Famer who who we'll get to. There have been uh, 34 players who have played in the NBA or ABA who went to Texas, and like we're seeing, a lot of them from uh, from relatively recent days. Uh, Avery Bradley only 29 right now. I mean. It, Younger than I would have thought, given how long he – it feels like he's been in the league, and he has, in fact, been in since he was 20. So he, he could still have a couple more years left in him as a as a contributor to uh, further – Actually quite a bit, standing. like maybe, I don't know, seven more years. Yeah, I mean, it really depends. I mean, sometimes you see guards who are able to last longer, but sometimes they, they do flame out, you know, in their early 30s. So it can be hard to know uh, at, at this stage whether or not a, a guard like that is going to gonna last much longer. A lot of times it's the shooting that uh, that keeps them around or or being like, or having, like, significant size and being able to defend at a high level. Avery Bradley has some of that. Those are probably the two best that he does. Yeah, so I, I agree. He's got a pretty decent chance, and I think uh, relative to the other shooting guards, he's a good choice. How about a point guard? We were uh, a little uh, little split on, on this one. I went with DJ Augustine. 
Yeah, DJ Augustine has been really good in the NBA. I mean, since he came in, uh, I, I think he's you know continuing to be a contributor even now at age 32. Uh, anything else you want to say about uh, DJ Augustine in particular? I mean, the guy's un under six feet tall. He's managed to be in the NBA for now about 11 years or so. Pretty impressive. Um. Yeah. Um. He. Um, yeah. One time, his clear throw percentage was 100 one year. <laughs> well, that was just uh, <laughs> 1,000. Yeah, that was just just a, a little sample of a season that he spent with uh, with the Raptors when it's uh, when it's broken out a 10 game sample. But I mean, for his career, an 86 uh, percent three point shooter, or sorry, 86 uh, that would be a record. 86 percent three point shooter, 86 percent uh, free throw shooter. Uh, just about 38% from, from three. So a really good shooter. I mean, definitely. And, uh, you know, at 5'11", guy who's uh, last, lasted in the league for a long time and, uh, you know, got really good ball skills and uh, can shoot from the outside when he's uh, unguarded. So uh, I think a, a good choice on this team. Now, did you consider Slater Martin? I wanted to pick him. But I saw him after and I didn't want to change my team. Doogie, I mean, Hall of Famer, five-time NBA champ, seven-time All-Star. Yeah, this guy's a great player. Now, why do you think he was called Doogie? <laughs> no idea. Yeah, I'm not really sure either. But uh, Slater Martin, as you said, a five-time uh, NBA champion, a seven-time All-Star uh, in the Hall of Fame. I mean, his, certainly his reputation uh, would put him in this conversation, even if uh, he's much further removed from uh, our current day. So... Much less of an idea of how this guy played yeah, or how he would fare. Yeah, retired in 1960. 1960, exactly. And he's a 5'10 guy, similar size to uh, DJ Augustine. But, I mean, it's just hard to know how he would really compare with uh, with DJ Augustine. I mean, they played in such different games. I think you can make an argument either direction. I, I, I chose DJ Augustine as well, just much more familiar with him. But, I mean, hard, hard to argue with the Hall of Famer. I mean, obviously his contemporaries thought he was pretty good. Let's uh, let's get into some other um, into some other players from Texas, but first let's uh, let's just run down uh, your starting five from uh, from Texas. Center Miles Turner, power forward Lamarcus Aldridge, small forward Kevin Durant, shooting guard Avery Bradley, and point guard DJ Augustine. Great. So, were there any other players who you wanted to talk about from Texas? There are definitely a bunch of uh, rotation guys at, at a bare minimum who are, who are worth mentioning. Yeah, I was thinking about I saw like um, Jackson Hayes, PJ Tucker. Mobamba. Yeah, all, all guys who are very much in their careers right now. Uh, P.J. Tucker, I know, has been a really important part of what the Rockets have done the last couple of years. His defense has been invaluable for them. Tristan Thompson, another guy whose defense has been key on uh, you know NBA Finals teams, on those Cavaliers teams. Extremely effective uh, rim protector at, at his best. Some quality guards, I mean, who have, who have contributed to winning basketball. Uh, Daniel Gibson, uh, also on, on Cavs teams, uh, you know, dating back to earlier uh, LeBron Cavs teams. Uh, Corey Joseph, um, Royale Ivy, uh, Queens guy, went to uh, Cardozo, uh, was a backup point guard in the league for uh, for a number of years. Guys like Chris Mim, um, Jordan Hamilton. Uh, a lot of guys. Yeah. I mean, Jared Allen. It, yeah, I mean, we have to mention Jared Allen. I mean, still early in his career, a starting center level player. I mean, he's been on the Nets. And I mean, you know, you would imagine he's going to continue to rise on this list. I don't, I don't know if he's going to quite uh, get to Miles Turner's level, but he's uh, you know, a useful NBA player right now. Any thoughts on uh, on Terrence Wrencher? Not really. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't really have uh, much in the way of thoughts on him either. Uh, played in the league a little bit. Someone... Uh, 
someone to mention. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if, uh, if there's nothing else, uh, nothing else here on Texas, we will uh, wrap up this segment and we'll return in, uh, in just a moment to uh, look at how these lineups stack up against one another. And we're back to uh, wrap up this episode, running down uh, the players from Georgia Tech and Texas. We will stack them up against one another position by position right now. Let's start with the uh, centers. We've got at Georgia Tech. Chris Bosch. And from uh, Texas, uh, Miles Turner. Who you got, Mills? I got Chris Bosch. Yeah, I think this one's pretty uncontroversial. Yeah. Miles Turner, too early in his career, really to yeah. mount a challenge against uh, Chris Bosch with his entire career in the bank and certainly headed to the uh, Hall of Fame. How about at Power Forward? Derek Favors from Georgia Tech and Power Forward. I mean, Power Forward from Texas is Lamarcus Aldridge. Now, who do you favor here? Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, I agree with this one, too. Similar logic. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge is uh, pretty much through a Hall of Fame career. I mean, he's got more time in front of him, but he's done enough right now, I think, to make it to the Hall of Fame. Derek Favors, almost certainly not a Hall of Fame caliber player. Not going to get there. So uh, that would even things up at 1-1. One, one. How about at uh, small forward? We've got Thaddeus Young from Georgia Tech and, and KD, yeah. Kevin Durant from uh, Texas. I think Texas is going to win this one, too. Yeah, yeah, not, <laughs> that that one's pretty uh, pretty straightforward. KD over uh, Thaddeus Young, good as Thaddeus Young has been, no match for KD. So that'll put Texas up two to one at the uh, shooting guard spot. You selected Dennis Scott from uh, from Georgia Tech. I think maybe almost certainly more of a three, but we got him at the uh, the two in this uh, in this comparison going up against Texas's Avery Bradley. Who you got? Well, uh, Dennis Scott did play two in his first season in the year. Uh, all right. Well, you got that going for you. So uh, who, who do you have in terms of uh, who, who the better player is? Uh, Dennis Scott. You're taking Dennis Scott. Yeah. You're looking at just like career value here? I guess. Yeah. I mean, uh, overall uh, career value. I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's a, this is an interesting uh, debate because Dennis Scott is certainly a better offensive player, a better shooter, uh, a more willing shooter. But Avery Bradley, definitely a better defender. So really would kind of depend what your team needs. But uh, fair enough. So you go Dennis Scott, which uh, evens things up at a uh, two and two. How about uh, the point guard? You got Mark Georgia Price Tech from Mark Price. <laughs> Mark Mark Price from Georgia Tech and uh, DJ Augustine from Texas. Who you got? Uh, Mark Price. Yeah, I mean, just a better player. I mean, uh, you know, re reached a higher ceiling. You know, four-time All Star versus uh, DJ Augustine's. You know, solid. Uh, you know, NBA play over a long period of time, but not getting up to the level of uh, of Mark Price. You could probably throw a couple of other uh, Georgia Tech point guards in there, and they would still best uh, DJ Augustine. I think just in terms of having reached a higher point in uh, in their careers. So that would put uh, Georgia Tech up three to two in terms of uh, in terms of the matchups. And I think they would also win in one if they got to eleven on the court. Yeah, about that, I'm not. I'm, I'm really not sure. I mean, I feel like uh, an offense built around uh, KD, Lamarcus Aldridge, and uh, Miles Turner, with uh, Avery Bradley helping out on the defensive end, and with DJ Augustine running the show, would be pretty tough to beat. I, I think I would take Texas personally, although I, I don't really dispute your um, your rundown by position too much. KD and uh, Lamarcus though are pretty big ones to uh, to win, and uh, Miles Turner, Chris Bosh. I mean, I. I you know, I agree Chris Bosch is better, but Miles Turner is going to be pretty useful for you as well in some of the same ways that Chris Bosch is being a, a rim protector and a guy who can shoot the three ball. So, uh, but we can we can have a difference of opinion on, uh, on in, in terms of who would win because, like, who's to say? Yeah. 
All right, so uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is this has been a lot of fun uh, reviewing uh, these players from uh, Georgia Tech and Texas, and uh, we will uh, look forward to uh, to doing this again uh, in just a couple of days. And also, if you're enjoying, please leave a rating, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, we're uh, continuing to get out to more and more platforms. Still waiting for uh, Apple Podcast approval and uh, to, to get all over the place because that that opens up a lot of doors. But we are already on Spotify, on Podknife, on Breaker, on Anchor, and uh, Google Podcasts, and uh, we'll be showing up in more places as uh, the days go by. If you want to uh, get in touch with us, you can uh, find us on Twitter at Barnards on NBA, or you can uh, drop us a line at uh, Barnards on the NBA at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, and we will see you next time. Bye.